Did you ever wonder? Did you ever wonder? I do. Did you ever wonder why the sun always rises, but the stars never fall? Why dry land is never satisfied by water? And why fire never says enough? Enough. The wonder of locusts and honey today. <laughs> so, you know, you may know that these were the foods of John the Baptist. And I've been studying this whole idea of witnessing. And we've, we've certainly talked about nostrils. And we've talked about all these different things that create a wave. Uh, and, and that idea of uh, what they heaped up. In Gilead, you know, that idea is actually that of a wave, and waves create um, big change. And obviously, that's what John the Baptist was to do. He came very specifically with this objective, which was to be a witness. And so what does locusts and honey have to do with that? Why would they give us that detail? And clearly, you know, when we were talked about, you know, the, the neat thing about having two witnesses is they provide lots of uh, depth of perception. And, and so details like that, especially intimate details, uh, like what somebody eats, specifically locusts, it's kind of strange. Honey, oh, okay, most people I know eat honey, and it's a wonderful thing, but why, do, what, why would they give us that detail? And what is that detail about? I'm sure you wonder with me. And, and so you know, I've been studying a lot about the first letter in the word witness. We've talked a lot about the ion, and the second letter is a dalit, and we, we may have talked about that a bit yesterday, meaning a, a dalit is a doorway of humility, right? And, and so you got to admit that if, so, if you met somebody and all they ate was locusts and honey, you know, clearly whatever they were doing, it wasn't about them. In other words, you know, they aren't pampering themselves, obviously, and they are would have to be a fairly humble individual to to have that be their diet, or they must uh, feel that that they're they're eating for God rather than eating for themselves. And you can't help but note that. And it would, if it were me, and I knew that that's what this person ate, and, and I knew um, how they dressed. I had a good friend tell me, you know, just today that that you know that would be the thing you would say about John the Baptist. Is that this is clearly not about him, right? Because <laughs> You know, he's not dressed in the latest stuff, and he's certainly not eating um, high on the hog, so to speak, <laughs> which wouldn't be kosher, obviously. But all these things point to the fact that he would be a great witness. But there's also another message behind the locusts and honey um, that I think can't be missed. And we, we've talked about this spectrum, right, of right to left and, and how things um, provide depth of perception. Well, there's a big, big gap between the two of locusts and honey, and that would be that locusts biblically almost always point to judgment, right? It, it, was, uh, it will come that way in the end. There's clearly a plague of locusts, and it certainly happened in Egypt that there was a plague of locusts. And so you here you have this judgment, but honey is definitely clearly the blessing, right? And so when you think about the words that, that John shared with people, were they to follow his instruction, you know, they would get the honey, but unfortunately, those who wouldn't follow it uh, certainly faced one horrible judgment. And, 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 you know, that's kind of how that works. There is a spectrum. And, you know, if you go to the left, it, it's one thing. And if you go to the right, it's another. And, and you're going to choose. And in his case, you know, the, the, the spectrum was quite wide. And, and so, you know, again, when, when you take this into context, you go, well, well, 
this gave this man great credibility. And again, what was his main job description according to what we read here in John chapter 1? It says he came to be a witness. Well, what's the first most important thing you want when you're listening to a witness? You want to know that they're speaking the truth and that they have no filter. In other words, that they're not saying this in order to manipulate you. They're not saying this in order to make them look good. They're not, they're not saying this for a selfish reason, but they're saying this in order to provide a picture of what the truth is, of what they actually witnessed. And if anybody witnessed Christ, obviously that would be John the Baptist. And so all that points to, when I think about it, you know, what's my story, right? Is my diet point to my humility? Or when people see my diet, that they think that that's somebody that's a glutton, you know? Or, or the way I dress, is that point to um, God or does that point to me? And again, those are questions that, you know, sometimes you don't want to show up at church underdressed because are you not respecting God or you don't want to show up to church overdressed. And so it just points to that, like, man, without you, I can do nothing, Lord, right? It points to, man, in order to be a good witness, I need to be checking in all the time because I don't know what the right thing is to wear in given situations is. I don't know what the right thing to eat is in certain situations, but what's cool about John is he, he clearly had gotten that information directly from his best friend, <laughs> right? And so as we think about all the aspects of our life, when people sum it up and they look, you know, with their two eyewitnesses, with their two ear witnesses, with their nose, their two nostril witnesses, and with their two hand witnesses, and with their taste, are they tasting and seeing that what I say is good? And is of the Lord, or are they tasting and seeing, wow, I, this is suspect information, which, again, if you're going to create a wave of influence, which is obviously what a witness is to do, then it's going to take a great deal of help from God. Thanks for listening. Do you have a